This episode of Coach to Coach is brought to you by my coach training program for academics and higher education professionals. I'll be the first to admit that I've never needed my coaching skills more than in this roller coaster of a year. An anchor for me during this time has been meeting with my coach training participants each week to explore how we can hold space for clients, listen for things they care about most, and help them to achieve their goals through focused questioning, activities, and tools. If you think that becoming a coach might be a fit for your professional development goals, you can learn more about the coach training program or sign up for a 30-minute Q&A session with me to ask all of your questions at drkatylinder.com backslash training. The next cohort starts June 20th, and I'd love to have you join us. Welcome to Coach to Coach, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the power of coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder, and I offer coaching to academics and higher education professionals to bring more ease to their lives and work. Before you dive into this episode, here's a quick introduction to the structure of the show. In each season of Coach to Coach, a new guest coach will come on the show to demonstrate a range of coaching tools and strategies. The first episode will offer you an introduction to the guest coach, then I'll coach the guest and they'll coach me for the next six episodes, and always on real topics and issues we're dealing with in our own lives. Each season will end with a debrief episode where we'll talk about how the season went and offer any updates on the topics covered in earlier episodes. It might make the most sense to start each season in the beginning and listen to the episodes in order. This season, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Caitlin Foss. Caitlin is a certified weight and life coach who helps academics overcome their self-sabotages of overeating and overdrinking. As a tenured psychology professor and department chair, she knows the unique demands of academic life. Now, on to the episode. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Great, Katie. How are you doing? I am doing so well, and it has been such a long time since we have talked because of the timing of this season, and now we're getting back together for the debrief. And it was so fun to like think about these episodes again. You and I both have had like some changes happening in our lives that I'm excited to talk about. So let's dive in. Let's. So fun to reflect. Okay. So we had actually started this season with a pre-episode on coaching and COVID. So I wanted to touch base on that because I think that um, many of our listeners were introduced to you through that pre-episode, even before we had the introduction how are things going for coaching and COVID with you right now? Are you, are there things that you want to kind of share or reflect on more? Yeah. Reflecting on that episode, it's, that was a slice in time of where it felt like thinking about how we were talking about preventing going numb and helping people process here at the end of May. A lot of my clients are back to focusing on what they're thinking about in coaching and they're looking at the future again, even as we face uncertainty, it's just not the same as it was in that slice of time in March, it continues to evolve. So that's definitely been fascinating to watch it evolve. I was thinking about that too, because I think there's been kind of this resurgence of resilience where people are like trying to look to the future. They're trying to get back, you know, on track with kind of where they were before And I was also thinking about that slice in time and just how helpful it was for me to process that with another coach and to be like, wow, this is a moment right now. Like this is kind of hard to do, to shift gears and kind of go into these other pieces and topics and dealing with trauma. And so having that 
conversation felt like a release in some ways to just be able to kind of talk about it and say like, yeah, this is happening right now. For sure. Okay. So the first episode where I coached you on exploring zone of genius, how has zone of genius been showing up in your life since we had that episode? Yeah. Well now it's everywhere, of course. So I would not have done that work if we didn't record that episode. Maybe I would have done it eventually, but I would have kept pushing it off of like, yeah, values and all right, I get that these are important. I kind of would have pushed it aside, but us doing that work and picking growth and consistency, coming back to it over and over again, we keep seeing it appear in the rest of the season. Uh, So important as a foundation or an anchor for me as I've made some big decisions this uh, semester. Okay. So let's not hide the cookie from our listeners because you did make a big decision. And this was actually something that throughout the season I knew about and I kind of knew was coming, but we weren't talking about it in a public way. So tell us about your big change. Yeah. So I'm leaving academia. I uh, resigned from my position as associate professor of psychology and department chair. I have been thinking about it for a long time and taking micro steps towards it, but really uh, it's been a process for sure as I've gone up and down and thinking about it, stepping back and thinking, no, I'm not going to be leaving now. Here I am dedicated to this piece and I'm going to continue this. And then just kind of keep, I kept getting tapped on the shoulder. It felt like of no, this really is time. Like come over here and launch into full-time coaching. And so that's been the big decision. Work for myself, be a full-time entrepreneur, uh, have that freedom that I've craved for sure. And if anyone's watched watched Frozen 2, (laughs) this is like Elsa leaving the castle to go. She's listening to herself in that movie. Like she's following the voice of her future self is how I like to think about it. And some people may say, well, what was wrong with the castle? Like, why, why were you leaving their little town there? And it's like, and you know, so why am I leaving my job? Like, it's great. I love it in a lot of ways. I'm not leaving something that I hate, but there's a, my future voice, my future self is calling me to do something else. And it ties so perfectly to this zone of genius and the big leap. So taking the leap when you know, you're going from something like, this is good, but now I got to go do something great. And I'm not quite sure what that looks like yet, but I know it's there and I know I want to do more of it. So this has been so exciting to watch this progression and evolution. I think of it because when you evolve, it doesn't mean you like hate the thing that you were before. It just means you're evolving and growing and growth has been such a theme for you and consistency and thinking about those things as your zone of genius. But even when I first met you, when we were doing radical self-trust work, this was a big topic of that period too, of like thinking about next steps and leaps and what does that mean? And how do you know the timing is right and all of that. So to have that happen during the season and have you be working toward that was really exciting. For sure. It was, uh, it's been fascinating day to day. And then to reflect back on it in the past year, as I've been navigating this and for some people, COVID meant keeping stability and like uh not taking any kind of big leaps and for me it was this is my time COVID happened and it was like yeah this just confirms that this is even more of my time to make this happen okay so i know that some listeners are going to be thinking 
how did you know? Like they may be wrestling with a question about staying or leaving a current job, maybe not being an entrepreneur, but like, you know, even in this time of kind of extreme uncertainty, you were like, no, I know that this is the right time. I mean, like you had a very clear, like you said, tap on the shoulder that was like, this is it. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I know that people are going to be really interested in that. And are there things that you can share that might be generalizable to other people when they're thinking about these big life decisions? Yeah, it's having the space to reflect and to be able to listen to myself. And so doing that through receiving coaching and creating space to reflect of just listening. So I've been thinking about this as the mind will chatter away at you. Just chat, chat, chat. Let me tell you all the reasons this is a bad idea. And who do you think you are? And all of that. And as academics, we're really good at the mind piece of ourselves chatting away at us. And so this is also related to Glennon Doyle talks about the knowing. So that's a great book, Untamed, where she talks about you're almost sinking down into the water to listen to yourself, which is very gut, heart, listening to your body. And so if all of those line up at the same time, you, that's part of the knowing. Like, no, it's like, I know this in my bones that this is time to take this leap. And my mind is super scared. And I see a lot of academics do the like pro con list. Let me go and let me go ask all of my friends what they think I should do. And I did a little bit of that years ago when I was starting to play with this idea and just the general knowing I had of maybe I'm not going to be an academic for 30 years. Like I had that sense for sure of, oh, I, when I started this, I thought I'd be in this position for 30 years. Maybe that's not my path. Uh, so we try to go ask everybody else, but the answer is inside of you of, wait, this is me. This is all three areas of my life line up in terms of my body, my heart, my mind. It's time. I love that. Yeah. The head, heart, gut work is so important. Um, and especially that embodied knowing, like this is something I've been diving into in my own coaching, thinking about somatic coaching, which is like embodied coaching. And how do you feel these things in your body? It's not just in your head when you're making these decisions. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is huge news. Very excited to share it with our, our listeners. Okay. So then in the episode where you coached me for the first time, I was reflecting on a new system and this was like way back. I had first started my new job pre COVID talking about notion and trying to kind of process the fact that I was having these like 40 meetings a week. I mean, like there was, there was a lot going on and I was trying to handle it through this system and it was so helpful for me to have you process that with me and to think about what was working, what wasn't working. And I feel like because I had been so kind of tightly scheduled in my mind, that episode or that session really felt like I had room to kind of like move around and kind of like stretch and think. And like, I mean, it felt like a, like a yoga session for my head, you know, <laughs> if that makes any sense, because I had been so scheduled. And so to be able to just kind of like freely explore what was working and what wasn't felt really good. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that exploration worked out. Uh, I noticed some of the questions that I asked Re listening back to the episode. I was like, wow, that was a good question to ask. I uh, thought, wow, yeah, what if this is your new way of living when I ask that and what what else could throw a wrench into this plan that as a coach 
that was very in the session and paying attention to what you needed. And rather than having a list of questions next to me of like, Ooh, what question do I need to ask? It was just, I'm in this session with Katie. Where is she right now? Oh, this, like these words come out of my mouth because it makes sense at this time. That's part of that trusting yourself as a coach. Yes. I felt like your questions in this particular session were very good. Um, and they were just what I needed. I mean, I think about, for example, at one point in the session, we had, we had gone a lot into the system and some people might be like, haven't we exhausted this? Haven't we like exhausted the topic? And you said, well, what else, what else do you want to talk about here? And because we had progressed through these other topics, I did have more to say, like I did have, I kind of gotten through the initial thought process around it. And I had kind of more advanced thinking about what I was trying to figure out. And it led me to develop new systems. It led me to kind of think about it from a different angle. And I feel like that question, that what else question is so simple, but so powerful. It's one of my favorite ones. And I think that what it does is it shifts the trust, you know, back to the client to say like, where do you want to go? You know, like, where are we now? And letting that partnership kind of blossom out of the session in a really powerful way. So I love that. Yeah. Still using sure. Notion. Still very yeah, happy. Part of that timing. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Notion's still working. <laughs> it's that timing of uh, sometimes a longer session or go be having the flexibility to go deeper. Like you said, to stretch into the session can be really powerful. So that's a good question, Caitlin, because you're used to shorter sessions. You do kind of more micro sessions. How is this for you in this season to be like, wait, we're, we're still going. Why are we still going? <laughs> it is funny. Uh, when I, In my private clients, we do 45-minute sessions. And so when you, like us in the season, spending the 60 minutes, I don't have very many clients that do 60-minute sessions. And so it's like, all right, we're, we are still talking. And look what evolves in these last minutes. That happened in a couple of the episodes of even sometimes in the last five minutes, like, whoa, look at that powerful piece or uh, next step that just emerged only because we had those last five minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, I do like the idea of, of not feeling rushed in a session and feeling like we have time to explore and kind of go, because sometimes you go in directions where it's like not fruitful and you have to kind of back up and reorient. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to do that. Yeah. Okay. So then we had uh, another episode on kind of zone of genius where we went a little bit deeper and we were thinking about zone of genius and I think zone of excellence that what yep. it's called? We were coming out. It was based on a book, which you have since read. Yes. Um, <laughs> I read it right after that call. <laughs> and we were talking about shaping summer plans. Well, now as we record this, June is literally tomorrow. Like we are on June Eve. How are you feeling about your summer plans based on what we talked about in that episode? It's so funny because listening back to it, I had things that I thought I knew for sure. Like I w- was certain that I would have kid pick up and drop off this summer, like kid shuttling as I call it. And there's nowhere to shuttle kids to. <laughs> and like, oh, I didn't anticipate a global pandemic in there when I was planning my summer. That was pre-COVID. I also, you know, and but I thought all these other things were uncertain. And so to reflect back on, oh, that's what I thought was uncertain. Uh, I also said, oh, I have no desire to write. I'm not writing this summer. And in the past several weeks, it's emerged that I definitely need to be writing this summer and reflecting on the past four years of my experience in the academy and 
I mean, I've been there for seven years, but just in particular, I think of 2016 to 2020 as pivotal years for me that shaped me into being able to take this leap. And if I don't capture that now, I won't be able to reflect on it quite the same way as I take this next chapter in my life. Like as I now take the leap into 2020, I'm going to sound very different and evolve into a new version of myself that will be hard to remember who I was in 2017. I mean, I'll still be me, but in the scheme of things like, oh yes, what does it mean to not know anything about your body? Like me being able to say that knowing statement right now, that probably sounds crazy to some people. I know in 2016, I would have been like, oh, here's somebody talking about their body again. I'm, I don't think that's important. <laughs> and so how can I reach those women that are also kind of like, mm, why does everybody keep talking about yoga and the body? I don't know why they keep talking about this, that still being able to help them or like uh, provide a voice is part of what I need to process this summer. Mm -hmm. So there's still processing time. And I know I did not anticipate that in that episode. So funny to see how it shifts. Yeah. Well, and I, it's so interesting that we're both kind of thinking about the body and coaching in different ways, I think now, because I would, I, so in the past um, several weeks and, and I'll continue this through the summer, I've been taking a class on somatic coaching. And what I've come to realize is over the past 20 years or so, I've basically just been in my head. I mean, like when you think about PhD work, graduate school, being in the academy, like it is not a very embodied practice for many of us. It's very intellectual. And we've spent a lot of time really flexing that muscle and, and trying to kind of think through and strategize and all the things. And now I'm like, oh yeah, the body is important. <laughs> like we should be thinking about this. There's a partnership between the mind and the body. And you know, there's things that we, that I just kind of discounted for a long time and ignored to be completely honest. Um, so when you say that, I'm like so intrigued because I'm like, yes, this is where we need to be like thinking about the relationship between the mind and the body in coaching to help clients to start to have a new set of tools. Like it's not just mental, it's very physical as well. Yes. I can't wait. I can envision the future when we're like, remember when we were just starting to get into our bodies, Katie, and back when we were finishing up the recording coach to coach, the that's part of why I do coaching on video of if I can see you when you can see someone's physical reaction to what's happening, it makes such a difference when you can pick up on somebody's about to cry or they need the space held for them to just feel whatever this physical sensation is. That's so powerful. So I, yeah, I see it as a coach for sure. And I have several clients that are very good at the body work themselves that have been inspiration for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I think what you're saying too about, we'll remember this time. This is what I love about documenting coaching and really helping clients to take notes and think about like, where were you six months ago and where are you now? And I was just coaching a client the other day who I've been working with for like three years. She just made this huge career jump. That's like so exciting. And we were able to really see that progression and like see her evolution over time. And I think that that's part of the power of that documentation. I love that coach to coach is serving in that way to help us document that for each other too. 
Okay. So then the episode, the next episode where you coached me, um, I talked about it. I titled it kind of being present and going with the flow, but this was definitely like early COVID time. (laughs) So we were talking about, um, how I had kind of stepped back from planning, um, because there was so much going on at my institution and I really needed the strategic planning to be kind of devoted to that. Um, and this is where I really felt like your coaching method of like pulling out emotions and kind of trying to really identify and define what are you feeling and what does that look like and what does it feel like, you know, in your body, like all of these things that really came out in this episode for me. Yeah. For me, listening back, hearing the fatigue in your voice and listening to that of, oh yeah, Katie was really tired and fatigued and protecting yourself from burnout, that whole episode was like, sometimes we're there. Sometimes that's that moment that we're in. And to me, uh, as a coach thinking about this episode, one of the important things was that I was willing to be wrong about what was happening for you. So I would give you the contrast is like, is this it? Or is it like this? And you could say, no, that's not it. But it's like this that sometimes I think new coaches hesitate to be wrong. Of mm-hmm. your, it's the idea of like, well, I don't want to say something that they think they're going to be like, that's not it. But in this episode, I really heard you being able to say no was the idea of, oh yeah, but it, you could say no and still feel safe to say, but it's this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's really, that was such a helpful thing in that episode for me to, in that moment when I was really fatigued, I mean like, and, and it was such a, for people who can remember back to early March when we didn't know what was going on. And it was like hour by hour changing. We were really trying to be nimble and that was hard. You know, like there was just a lot going on in that time, kind of similar to the earlier episode where I just needed the time and space that's really what that gave me. I mean, like, I feel like coaching in this period of time for me has been all about holding space to just let me kind of process what's happening. And the other thing I kind of realized, you know, now that I'm thinking back to that episode and this idea of not planning and going with the flow, that led me to kind of where I am now, which is I just spent the last three weeks designing a new product for my business. And it was not pressure filled. It was not, you know, it was just like, I had this kind of creative moment. And I think that part of that creative moment came out of taking a break and like not feeling all of the need to kind of like plan every single thing. And I gave myself kind of some flexibility there. I relaxed some expectations and something came out of that, that I think was really interesting. Um, and that launches tomorrow. I will put it in the show notes. It's called blend by design. Um, and it was just that getting back to that creative work, I fully believe was part of what came out of me having space. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have a predictable and it will happen in the month of April, 2020. And, you know, like follow the prescription or the plan that we've made. It's like, Oh, look what has evolved because you gave yourself that space. Exactly. When I think about quarter two in general, because we're basically rounding out quarter two there's a lot that's happened in this quarter other than the global pandemic that I was not expecting, you know, and part of it came about because of the remote work shift, um, which we can talk about in a moment, but there's also just things come up. And I think this was a theme in your earlier episode, like we're just not expecting it. And, you know, when you were planning for the summer, you're like, yep, all this stuff came up that wasn't in my original plans. And yet it can be so good. The things that come up. Yes. 
All right. So then we had the last couple episodes of the season, which I, I did notice kind of an energy shift for both of us as clients in these episodes. The first one where I coached you was around kind of certainty and uncertainty. But I also thought about this as kind of the money episode, because I, I feel like we got into some, some questions around money. And at the time, our listeners didn't know that you were about to take this leap um, with moving outside of academia. When you listen back, what are you hearing? Yeah, I phrased it. It was like, if you listen back to it now, I was transparent in the idea of my husband was laid off and I was really concerned about it and I was going to take the leap. So it's, I thought that episode was going to sound like we were missing something, but it didn't. Uh, and that will probably be, probably be why people are very surprised in this episode. <laughs> but I thought, um, this episode was one of those ones where me listening back, I needed to hear that. And I took notes from this session as the client because I had started to drift from some of these things I was telling myself. And so I have all these kinds of notes of like, remember, it's not as difficult as I think and let go of the predictability. I'm the consistency in all of these situations. Katie, I kid you not. I was like two days ago, I thought, how is consistency one of my core values? I'm not so sure consistency fits with this new life I've created. And listening to that episode, I thought, oh, I had just forgotten how I'm the consistency. And we had that conversation. So if you get coached and you can record your sessions and reflect back on them on a regular basis, it can be so powerful. And it's probably why coaching is so helpful to keep your flywheel turning at a faster rate. Because if we, I hadn't listened back to this, it probably would have taken me another month to remind myself by myself why consistency was a core value. No, I think this is so true. And I've been actually talking about this with my participants in my coach training program, because I remember initially, and they're feeling it right now, how awkward it was to record. And it just felt weird. It felt like just like this awkward thing you were doing with your client, even tell them it was being recorded. And now it is like the most natural thing in the world to me. And I, I talk with my exploration session clients or people who are potential clients as a value add that you get this recording and they're like, oh, oh, like they actually see that as a really positive thing that they get this recording. And when I talk with clients about the recordings, I, all, I always say, you know, you might want to revisit something that we talked about. And even sometimes at the end of a very powerful session, that will be an action item is for them to go back and listen because they had certain things that they said that they want to kind of revisit and make notes on. So I agree with you. And I also think from the side of the coach, this is such a positive thing to be able to listen to yourself. And, and I'm also in the process right now of doing observations with my coach training participants. Again, super awkward. I remember that, you know, when I was first being observed by someone and yet it allows you to slow down, to listen to your questions in a different way, to think about if you would have done something differently now that you can kind of listen to the client, you know, a second time. And just that having that recording, there's so many benefits for the client and the coach. I love having that as a tool. For sure. I don't even think about that anymore, about how I go back and reflect on sessions when I'm the coach and it's another client. Uh, And, you know, in that session of, Uh, post-coaching is what we'll call it, like the thought download of how did that post-coaching go, which this whole season, listening back, here's, here's what would happen after we'd record an episode where I was the coach. Sometimes I'd say, 
I've like right after my tendency would be to my brain would go on default of like, eh, you messed up in a lot of ways. You could have said things differently. And sometimes it'll drift into the soundtrack of, you know, like, who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm able to pull back from that. But then to be able to listen back is to say, wait a minute, I'm a really good coach. Like that was really powerful. That was a powerful session our brains just lie to us sometimes and start to go down thought paths that aren't even true. So doing this with coaching, you know, I think about it as doing it as a teacher would be especially helpful too. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I had done more of that as a professor of here's the video of me teaching and my analysis of it afterwards would be very different compared to if I'm watching it later and reflecting. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I really appreciated in that episode too, Caitlin, how I felt like you throughout the whole season, you came across as so confident. And in that episode, there was so much uncertainty and you were kind of really processing that. And it was a whole different side of you for me as a coach to be like, oh, Caitlin struggles with these things too. <laughs> of course she does. I mean, it's like sometimes we get one picture of our client and then they come into a session with a totally different thing. And you're like, oh, oh, I've forgotten that there's like this whole range that clients are experiencing. So I really appreciated kind of your vulnerability in that episode to be like, yeah, I don't have all this figured out. And it's kind of freaking me out a little bit right now that there's a lot of things happening and I don't know what the future is going to hold. Yes. And when you have a coach, being able to see your coach, the person that you hire in a vulnerable situation can be really helpful especially if you've been working with them for years, like I'll have to remember to send that episode to some clients who I've been working with for a long time that sometimes they think you have it all together and you're perfect. And you're like, I struggle with these things too. It's just when I'm coaching you, I'm not right. I'm holding the space for you to be able to struggle. It's like a friend relationship is we are struggling together, but a coach and client relationship is different. And so being able to see vulnerability can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Um, okay. So then we had the final episode where you coached me and this was really around me navigating some conflicted feelings around remote work. And I really appreciated how you really helped me in this episode to start to break out of some really limiting assumptions. I definitely, when I listened back was like, Ooh, I was in a funk (laughs) like that. I was definitely kind of really struggling. And even, you know, several weeks later after we recorded that, I'm feeling like I'm in a much better place. And rather than being afraid of kind of losing this remote work time, I'm really embracing it as an opportunity of like, what can I do when I have this um, remote work time where I do have more flexibility And I, I do feel like I'm kind of living my best life. I mean, like, this is such a good experience for me to have, and I just wouldn't have had it, you know, without this particular set of variables coming together. So that's really exciting. And, and even to the point where I've been able to take, you know, this online class on somatic coaching, I've had some flexibility to do that. I signed up for, um, a yoga teacher training that starts, um, as this releases, actually, I'll be just starting it and that'll run through the summer. And I just feel like that the flexibility that I've been able to build into my schedule has really allowed me to do some of that evolution and growth. Um, and that feels really exciting. Even though I felt like I left that episode kind of with a sense of sadness, now I'm feeling like very positive emotions around the situation. I love it because that's that balance between 
you can't have all this positive emotion without the sadness. Like they do have to balance each other out. It's this 50, 50 experience. And we got to see you experiencing sadness in that episode. And then to me, I felt like I was listening back. I was more directive in that episode because I know, I knew, I know you well enough to know, wait a minute, she is kind of in a funk or I didn't have it that phrasing in my head, but it was like, the way you were saying, I'm a realist or kind of like, well, I'm open to the idea that there are other ways to make this happen. It was, it was directive in the sense of that radical self-trust of like, hey, trust yourself here, Katie. There are things you really like and want in your life and maybe it is possible. It's like giving you space to have hope of, wait a minute, maybe I can figure out a way to make this work. Yeah, I think that's really true. And I also, when you say that, Caitlin, you know, I think a lot of what you were saying in that episode is typically the kind of positive self-talk that I would give to myself. You know, like it was almost like reminding me of, you know, this isn't really your state of being. This isn't really your typical personality or how you would be thinking about this. Because I am kind of an eternal optimist. And I do really want to be thinking about, you know, how can I make the best of a situation? That's just kind of how I naturally approach things. And I think part of what you the audience was maybe hearing for both of us in those last couple episodes was that post COVID fatigue. I mean, I think both of us were feeling it a lot more than we had earlier in the season. And you see that kind of evolution as we're working together across all of those episodes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. What else do you want to talk about when it comes to season three, Caitlin? Yeah, just so grateful that we did it and how it was spaced out. You know, if it was really five months of our lives evolving and yet so many similar themes coming up of like, oh, who I am today was built on those sessions and other sessions I was having and self-reflection work that I was doing. So when you're willing to go all in on yourself of, I'm going to do this work. I'm ready to spend the time doing it. Uh, it makes such a difference because if we had said, oh, it's February and it's cold outside and I don't want to talk about values today, we would have, we wouldn't be where we are today. So super grateful. Yeah, I'm really grateful too. I feel like I'm just so glad that we had this time during this period to be processing some of this and even to hear some of the changes that we were experiencing during this. And I think about, I have another podcast where we we put it on pause. I mean, we both just decided like we, we don't have the bandwidth for this right now. Um, but with this podcast, I was like, oh, I really need this. <laughs> I really need to have the session to process this and think through it. And I looked forward to every episode, you know, to really recording and thinking and, and working with you. And also Caitlin, because you bring such a different kind of coaching flavor um, than what I'm used to because you came through the life coaching school. It was so refreshing to experience that kind of coaching. And it just reminds me of like, we need to be exploring all different kinds of coaching and how we want to be clients in that space. Um, and the match that we have with a coach can feel very different depending on who we're working with. So that was a really important lesson for me too this season. Yes. And if anyone's made it this far and you've listened to all episodes of season three and we don't already know each other and like talk on a regular basis or tweet to each other or something, we need to be on each other's radar because 
that means you were listening, you resonated with things that Katie and I had to say, and we like we have things in common. So let's talk for sure. Yes. And I will post our kind of connection information in the show notes for this episode and also a link to Untamed, which you mentioned. Um, and I think that's a, a great resource for folks. Um, but I, Caitlin, I want to thank you so much for taking this leap and coming on the show. And it has been such a pleasure to be coached by you and to coach with you this season. Thank you, Katie. The same. So grateful. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coach to Coach. For any resources mentioned in the episode, check out the episode show notes at drkatielinder.com slash coach. If you found this episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate or review the show in Apple Podcasts or recommend this episode to a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening.